Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. And before I get into any of the business, I want to go ahead and play you a voicemail. Thanks to everybody who leaves us voicemails at 973-780-4660. Especially this person who remains anonymous, but stepped up to answer a question that came in well over a year ago. Hey, Chris. I know this episode came out over a year ago, but I just wanted to give an answer to Justin from Michigan who asked about milkshakes. If you want to get a great milkshake, you got to go to the Milford Dairy Bar in Milford. Go figure. And it's great. They got great milkshakes, and they got great ice cream, and there's tons of cool stuff to do in Milford. So, you know, Justin, if you're ever around Jersey again, that's where you got to go. Caller, thanks so much. And Justin from Michigan, I'm sure you've been listening every week with bated breath, waiting to hear when someone was going to step up with some milkshake recommendations. And it sounds like all of us need to go out to Milford. So I'll see you there. Thanks so much. Again, 973-780-4660. That's our voicemail line. Thanks to everybody who steps up and leaves informative, hilarious, and strange voicemails. It's really awesome. Thanks to everybody who came out to our 90s fashion show at House of Independence in Asbury Park. Thanks to everybody who supported John Coz, the great John Coz. You can listen to John Coz's music everywhere. You can get Coz coffee. He roasts it himself. Uh, John was great. We had a good time. My outfit really drops the ball. Everybody stepped up. Jody Bergen County looked like a vision that walked out of the Stone Pony in nineties. In, in the nineties with that uh, Bad Religion shirt. Um, it was an awesome time. And our next show in July, uh, it's actually going to be an earlier start time. We're going to do a family-friendly show that will also be funny for adults. And you can bring your kids. It's all ages. It's going to be a great time. And we'll see you there. A couple things. Uh, gotta let you know, we do this for the love. There's a few thousand listeners in New Jersey is the world. We appreciate every single one of you. We appreciate everybody who joins the Patreon at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Everybody who buys t-shirts at belowthecollar.com slash Chris Gethard. Everybody who comes out to the live shows. It's not about the money, but these are the ways that we justify pouring endless amounts of time into this show. So thanks so much for considering your financial support. And hey, if you have a small business or you have a project or an event coming up you want to advertise with us, you just go ahead, DM the uh, DM us on Instagram. We got a New Jersey is the World Instagram account. You send a DM. We work really cheap and we'd love to... Have your ads for your New Jersey-based business on the show. Okay, uh, this week, feel really lucky that uh, we got to talk to our guest. You might be saying, hey, you just did an interview. You're giving us another interview? We are. We are. That's right. We like our interviews here. And also, um, I tell you what, we I've been traveling, and we have some interviews in the can, and therefore we can uh, go ahead and... Uh, Give this one to you. We, it's every. I think everybody knows that exploring abandoned places is a big part of growing up in New Jersey. It's a big part of the fun of being from New Jersey. And I think everybody goes through a phase where it becomes a thing of what you do. And Mike D met our author, um, who was we were lucky enough to talk to today. He just put out a book a couple months ago called Abandoned New Jersey, Forgotten Spaces of the Garden State. His name's Joel Nadler. You're going to hear it. Grew up in Central Jersey. Explored a lot in North Jersey, has expanded all over. You're going to hear that some of the places he's found for his book are places where you go, I'm so happy that someone captured that because I've heard about it and I've been there myself. There's going to be other places where you go, oh, really? There's abandoned places in that section of the state? And he gives some tips on some nearby places that are just outside the border of New Jersey that you can explore that are worth your time. It's really great to talk to Joel. Abandoned New Jersey, Forgotten Spaces of the Garden State, America Through Time is the name of the book. And uh, you can go order it right now anywhere you get books. We hope you support this enterprising young New Jersey author and photographer. And we're going to have some other interviews coming up soon, too, with some great people. We're going to be interviewing uh, Carrie Sullivan, who just put out New Jersey Fan Club, which has uh, features a ton of people, including yours truly, featured in the book. I hear rumor that we might be having an interview with uh, New Jersey hero Mikey Erg regarding the release of his new album. And of course, we'll also have non-interview-based episodes coming soon, uh, including the idiots, me, me and the other idiots of Town. South Jersey is also the world on the Patreon, Don's Food Reviews, all the things you've come to know and love. We feel so lucky to do 
all of them. And uh, we feel so lucky that you support us and that you've been listening. Thank you so much. Enjoy this interview with Joel Nadler. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Gethard. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. I am here with one of my usual co-hosts, the, uh, the illustrious Mike D. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm psyched to be here. I just spent the last 45 minutes talking to an old West Orange friend and laughing hilariously with stories that cannot be repeated or recorded, but very funny. Oh, can you imagine how popular our show would be if we could actually record a large bulk of, of things that went down? But listen... We talk about West Orange a lot on the usual main feed shows. Tonight's not about West Orange. Tonight's about another aspect of Jersey, an aspect of Jersey that's been uh, explored before on our show. It's come up in a few ways. Um, but one thing that's just a strange fact about growing up in New Jersey, for, any, for the handful of non-Jersey people who listen to the show, growing up in New Jersey means there's a high likelihood as a teenager that you're going to have a strange obsession with abandoned places. And that's why we feel very lucky tonight to be joined by Joel Nadler, who's the author of a book that just came out in March. It's called Abandoned New Jersey, Forgotten Spaces of the Garden State. And Joel, I'm so glad that Mike arranged this one because it sounds like this book is born out of an impulse that everyone here at this show shares and that I think a lot of Jersey kids grow up with. So why don't we just start? Why don't you just tell us how the book came to be, and uh, congratulations on publishing it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so my interest in old abandoned structures became uh, started in high school, um, started with Weird New Jersey, you know, flipping through the book and finding the old Essex County Overbrook Hospital. And I said, oh, this is so cool. I went online, looked it up, found YouTube videos, and said, oh, I, I, I need to go here. So with some friends who went dozens of times, you know, going first, just on looking at the outside, saying, oh, it's really cool. And then me deciding one day, we need to go in here. This is too cool to pass up. So, you know, we went in, explored a bunch of the buildings, looking through old medical records and all that. And originally, I wasn't out there to take pictures. It was simply to look through the buildings and say, oh, you know, this is kind of neat. And, you know, tell my friends about the adventures. But then photography got into it. When I decided to do a short documentary on Overbrook, um, my senior year of high school, I was taking a film class, and it, you know, I decided they're, t well, I, they're tearing it down, they're tearing Overbrook down. So I decided, let me make a documentary about it, and that's when I got into photography and kind of film work, you know, interviewing people in Cedar Grove and Verona who had a connection to Overbrook, and then going to college in, in, uh, in Maryland at uh, Goucher College. Um, I got more into the photography aspect, taking film classes, taking photography classes, taking historic preservation classes. That's what got me more into photography. And ever since, I've been going to hundreds of abandoned buildings, going there to photograph them and kind of document their, uh, their histories. I tell you, I wasn't a huge fan of high school. But hearing that you, you know, I'm able to connect some dots to hear that you had at least one teacher who was cool when you said, <laughs> I want to do a project where we go and uh, document a bunch of abandoned buildings in North Jersey. And some teacher was yes. like, all right. And that's clearly guided the course of your life in a way. So kudos yes. to a teacher who gets it. That's awesome. I think what su was super interesting to me when I first picked up your book, which, which I love and definitely people who dig our podcast should scoop up your book because they're really going to dig this. Um, but I think when, when I looked at your book, I think we were of an age where we were sort of the first generation of kids who started hanging around the abandoned, you know, Overbrook Asylum, which I think was probably like, date check me if I'm wrong, Chris, but like 92, 93 sounds right to me. Yeah. And you were the other end of that. Joel, you were right at the very end before yeah. it was torn down. So we're yeah. getting like the whole spectrum of an abandoned place here, which I love. It was an absolutely legendary piece of our, our childhood. We grew up in West Orange, Joel. So you can imagine like there was, I, I remember I, when I would take the bus to school, uh, we'd come up Eagle Rock Avenue and you'd go over the hill and you could see on the next mountain, this group of buildings. I remember yep. being young and thinking, what is that? And then later coming to find out they had built it up there because they thought, Buildings at high elevation would help people with tuberculosis and help people clear their heads if they were committed. 
Um, I think my big question to you out of the gate, because I want to get into the weeds of some of the stuff you've seen in Jersey, but being a, I mean, I, I loved weird New Jersey so much that I eventually worked there for a few years. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm with you. Like I, I obsessed over the magazine. Do you have any insight now that you've been into as many abandoned places as you have been? Do you have any further insight in, as to why I'm sure teenagers everywhere like abandoned places, but in Jersey, it's almost a rite of passage, if not like a little bit of a religion in a way that I don't think that's everywhere. Do you have any insight as to why now that you've, you've gone into so many? I mean, people, people do this all over. It's not just New Jersey. People all over, you know, many have been to 360 abandoned buildings over the past six years. And How I've many was that? Many, 350, 360, somewhere around wow. there. Um, and people do this everywhere uh, for many, many different reasons. Some just for the photography, some for the, the adventure of it, some to get away from their personal lives and family issues and to to just do something totally different. And um, I think I've met a few people kind of across that that spectrum in New Jersey, but most of the people I actually do this stuff with are based elsewhere, you know, New York, Pennsylvania, um, all the way out in Chicago, everywhere. Um, but it, it's really a interest, interesting um, hobby that brings a lot of different people together, I'd say. I want to get a sense of some of the places. Like, are you willing to maybe tease our listeners a little bit? Uh, you've mentioned the Overbrook Asylum, which we did a whole episode. I think our second or third ever episode of the show was all about what we lovingly called the bin uh, oh and many God. of the stories of it. Are there? Can you give us maybe a little bit of a, a table of contents of some of the different places, some of the different towns, so that people can get excited? Yeah, and sure. We can sure. help you sell some goddamn books. Hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> so let's see some of the different places we've gotten there. Um, Glen Alpin, which is a historic site uh, near Morristown, um, right by Chalky Hollow. That's a really cool site. Um, beautiful things. Uh, unfortunately, they've been vandalized um, over the past couple of years, so they're kind of boarded. But that's just one if you're just into old historic buildings that, you know, you're legally allowed to, like, walk around. That's definitely a neat one. Um, and, you know, it's just a pretty historic area, so it's kind of cool. Um, it was an old mansion uh, that's now now vacant, but was used more recently as, like, an event venue, like a wedding venue, I think. But I think a couple of years ago that got shut down, and now it's owned by the township. Um down there, we're out there. <laughs> um, another interesting area that I found is Alpine, New Jersey. It has so many abandoned buildings, so many abandoned mansions. You think of Alpine as this really rich area, beautiful homes, but you start driving around, you notice there are quite a few abandoned, not just houses, but big, you know, big mansions built probably back in the 80s or 90s. And that's sit vacant. I think that's fascinating. Like, why? And so that's kind of a, uh, a project I'm interested in going into, uh, you know, hopefully in the future. Um, but that's one you have uh, down near Atlantic City. You have the old racetrack, the Atlantic City horse racetrack that's still existing down there. Um, that's pretty cool. There's just stuff everywhere from Trenton, Maze Landing, all the way up to Alpine, Morristown, everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's something. <laughs> I am genuinely shocked to hear uh, of this Alpine revelation because that's all you hear about Alpine, right? Is like, oh, that's where Jay Z lives and Chris Rock yeah. lives yeah. and all these like mega, mega millionaires. You don't expect it to be a place where there's any um, land that hasn't been scooped up yet. You'd think. I mean, the interesting thing is what kind of brought me to discovering that is job as a real estate photographer. I got an appointment for a large, very large $6 million mansion up there. And so I'm, the day before or two days before I'm, I go up there, I'm just looking up where I'm going and looking at maps and I see the house I'm shooting. And then next door, there's a unkept property. It's just very, you know, overgrown and I'm looking at maps. I'm like, that can't be right. So I drive up there and of course it's so, so overgrown and no one's living there. So I'm like, Oh my God. 
uh, let me check it out. And so I shoot it, you know, the day before I'm supposed to, you know, go, go there for work. I take pictures of this abandoned mansion and I'm like, oh, that's just cool. Um, the sad thing is over the past couple, couple of months, I actually know I shot it a year ago and a year and a half ago, I guess. And over the past six months that passed, you know, probably mid, mid, mid year, I found after going, it had been totally vandalized by, by teenagers, by kids, you know, getting drunk, you know, spray painting, breaking every mirror, every window in the house. And it's just like, what are, what are people doing? <laughs> yeah. Our, our, I know Mike and I, um, through college, before I was hired at Weird New Jersey, I would say it went from being our guide to like ghosts to our guide to potential treasure hunts. And there were a number of places where we tried to get there. Uh, Blairsden, the most infamous, where we were pulled over on the way in, but we were trying to loot it. So oh. um, it sounds like you're on the same page as us. It's just, <laughs> kids, why vandalize this stuff when you can yeah. take it and try to monetize it? Come on, let's think about product here. I, I don't condone stealing. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right. That turns the, the simple misdemeanor <laughs> of trespassing into a felony. Sure. Oh, <laughs> you mean we shouldn't publicly endorse uh, grand theft from the oh, homes no. of billionaires? Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. I'm very on the, my jaw is on the floor about the Alpine thing that there are abandoned homes. It's it's one of the most. It's definitely one of the most expensive zip codes in New Jersey. Yeah. And most likely the whole country. I think. Um, it's yeah. It's strange, and it's something I want to look more into. I mean, people don't even know these houses are abandoned. I, I talked to a guy walking his dog. And and I say, do you know what happened to this house? Like, is anyone living here? And he says, oh, I thought they were on vacation. The house is clearly abandoned, falling apart. I'm like, man, th- no one's lived here for probably a decade. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so it's just uh, weird it's like, that people uh, don't know. <laughs> it might be the, uh, this is just my, my guess, but it might be the Mike Tyson problem, right? Which is, you can afford to buy an enormous home, oh, yeah. but it costs a lot more money to <clears throat> maintain that home over time. Oh, yeah. right? Everything exactly. from taxes to lawn care. But the taxes even so in, in Alpine are, are minimal compared to the property prices. You know, you buy a, a $6 right. million dollar property and you're, you're facing, you know, what? <laughs> Not much in taxes. Like. <laughs> I know. Exa- I actually live in Morris County, not far from Morristown. So, mm. the Glen Alpin Estate—that's right on Route 202, if I remember yes. right. Yeah, I've Got driven it. past it a, a million times, and I've always been like, "Oh, I should go try to break into that place." I didn't realize that you're allowed to just walk. You're, you're, so the the there's like a a green acre or whatever right in front where you're technically allowed to. You know, it's a park. You know, it's acreage. You know, owned by the county, I guess, or township. And you're allowed to be there. You're not allowed to go in the building uh, that's right next to it. But um, Glen Alpin, you're you're allowed to walk around it, though. Um, there are a bunch of signs up saying, like, no trespassing, video surveillance. So trying to gain access to that, I would say, is a poor idea today. But you're certainly allowed to go and appreciate the building by walking around and taking pictures. I've, I've run into cops there, and they're like, oh, cool, have fun, you know, whatever. What's your relationship with no trespassing signs? And I'm not asking you to um, out yourself if 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 there are any if there's any haziness there. But on, I mean, are you somebody who goes, let's go get the shot, or are you somebody who goes, let's go get the permits? Because I would imagine there's two schools of thought on this. Yeah. Well, generally speaking, I'm I'm more of just like, let's go take the pictures. You know, if anyone does stop us and tell us tells us to leave, let's leave. But if I if I see a no trespassing sign, it's generally uh, welcome, come on in. You're in the right place. <laughs> right, right. That's a professional. That's like X marks the spot on the treasure map. Yeah, but in, if I can get permission, you know, like Glen Alpin, I actually did inquire about getting permission. They said, oh, call this person in the town. And, you know, no one ever got back to me. Um, but luckily one day a town guy who was just checking up on the property was going to secure it because someone had broken in. And I I said, Hey, um, do you mind if I just walk in with you while you, uh, you know, just lock up? He said, Oh, sure. So I I took a few photos. So we're walking around. Uh, I love it. I love it. When you went to Overbrook after having read the stories and the legends about it, did you find it to be, intimidating 
did it meet the hype? Did it underwhelm? Did your relationship to these abandoned places change in terms of the combination of, you know, visual, like the visual feast for the eyes as a photographer versus the lore that surrounds these places? Like, well, are you, basically, are you less of a weird New Jersey in your heart guy now that you've seen it all so much up close, or does that stuff still hold a place in your heart? Well, Let's see, Overbrook, when I first discovered it, you know, I was merely interested in seeing it. It wasn't really, oh, I need to photograph it or document it really more than just my phone. But what my my uh, frame of mind was going into that is I'm a kid. I don't want to get caught by these mean county cops who patrol it. Let me, you know, plan it out. So I would, I would you know, I'd print out maps. You know, I'd be like, okay, we need to go this way, that way, you know, avoid that road. And ultimately, it just came down to walking in and, you know, that was it. It wasn't, you know, some, you know, oh, we're worried about ghosts or, you know, we're just going to see what was left. I mean, if we heard noises in the building, you know, it's generally an animal or another person, not not some spirit. <laughs> um, I'd say I, I like Weird New Jersey, but I'm not really like a ghost or legend type guy. I'm more of like, here are the facts, here's what it is, and I want to go discover, document, whatever that is. I always found from my time spent there that even at the magazine, you know, you get all the crazy stories. Oh man, like go touch the devil's tree. It's haunted. And the, but Overbook's a good example of even within the magazine, there's layers, right? Where you go, oh, there's all these stories about like Satanists or like escaped inmates that live in the tunnels. And then you get there and you go, oh, no. <laughs> actually there is more than enough to bring emotions to the surface without yeah. the stories. Cause you yeah. get there and you go in and you go, Oh, this is a room and it has a bed. And, and the patient and, was once here. Yeah. Yeah. And the paint is peeling off the walls, but there's still somehow sheets on the bed, you know, yeah. or here's a file cabinet that's tipped over and the files are still in it. And every file is literally logging a story of a day that actually happened with yeah. all these people. And you start to read through those and you go, Oh, Maybe maybe part of growing up in general and maybe part of growing up in Jersey is realizing like, oh, the the it's a dismal thing to say, but like the act, life is actually horrible enough without the ghost story. Yeah. There's enough yeah. stories that get told by places like this. The the thing that always really kind of reframed abandoned places for me, and, and I think specifically overbroke, but also I've been to a number of the abandoned schools that either still exist or did exist in New Jersey. And every time I saw something that was either child size or for children, that's what immediately drew that connection to me. We're like, oh, this was this used to be a place for children to come to and learn or get better or whatever it was. And that was when I stopped thinking less about, oh, I'm worried about, you know, the, the, the haunted specter of Overbrook or a school and more about just started thinking like, well, how did this place decay from being something that was in use every day for children or families? And now all of a sudden it's just this decay, like, what's the story there? How did it get from point A to point B? That's what I'm always, especially now, really curious about right yeah i mean that's the crazy part you go into these and you know like the paramount theater the cover picture you have on the book there that place back in the 50s 60s used to be filled with people and and life and so much going on there and now it's just dead and you wonder what brought it to that point and it's the crazy question and that's kind of what my my book tries to address in, in some regard kind of documenting okay here's the building here's what it was here's why it closed and here's where it's at now and is it being torn down you know is it you know being uh preserved or or what you know? um, i loved your paramount photos specifically because i grew up not far from there at all um and when I was a kid, right, the marquee, the outside of that theater is very, it stands out even yeah. on that busy street in Newark. Um, and I'd never see the inside of it until I, you know, picked up your book. Yeah, you'd never know. I remember first seeing someone, I think, posted on Instagram or, or something. And I said, I need to go here. And so I began talking to people, seeing who went, someone I knew actually had been in and said, oh, yeah, let's let's go by one day. And so I'm, you know, wearing shorts and sneakers, not expecting to actually get in. And the gate was just open, and we're like, okay, 
guess we're going to go in here. And we walked in the entire ground floor. It's a sea of trash. I mean, literally all the surrounding businesses use that ground floor as like a trash dump, it seemed. And, you know, I'm walking through this trying not to get poked by needles or what have you. But that place is just so like insane to see in person. I mean, the photos are, are beautiful, but it, it's nothing compared to how you how I felt, you know, being in there, uh, pretty much by myself. <laughs> hearing about Glen Alpin, hearing about the mansions in Alpine, I go, okay, you get a sense of the story, right? These, this, these were once the homes of very, very wealthy people. And you start to wonder, did their families fall on hard times or did younger generations not want to put up with the upkeep of this much land? So they walked away. Like you can, figure that out and i'm sure this photos that you find start to tell little hints of who these people were and you get start to find the fingerprints so so to speak of of them having lived life there hospitals we all know you know the men why are there so many abandoned mental hospitals all over the northeast well because at a certain point they were deemed horrifically inhumane we got to shut these down there's modern medications now there's better ways to treat people they were all overcrowded anyway we people know that story i'm wondering if there's any places in the book where you're left going, I managed to find a visual story that I didn't see coming, or I've taken a lot of pictures of a certain place and I still can't figure out the story to this one. I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. Uh, Sorry to put you on the spot here, but no, I'm, hard, no. I'm a hard hitting journalist and I'm doing I like my it. job. I like it. Um, <laughs> I mean, some of these houses, I'd say, are just pretty perplexing. Like, you just wonder who or why. Like, there's a, a one house in particular up in Roselle Park, I think it is. And literally everything's left. It's like an office and part of it. And you still have, like, personal records and items left behind. And it appeared to be, like, a builder's home. And you just wonder why, like, what's been left. And it's strange because there's some, like indication that people have been there more recently you know like i guess owners or, or something like that but you just wonder like even the photographs you're you're left wondering why like what's going on here it's on a very you know prominent spot like you on a major intersection you wonder how someone that scooped this up bought it inquired about the property or anything and it's been like this for many many years so you, you really wonder like what's the larger story here i guess like yeah. There's an indication too that someone's hanging on to the past, right? Like, yeah. when you get to North Jersey and you think about how North Jersey real estate's been moving the past years, it's like if you're going to keep an abandoned house for ten years, you're somebody's paying the tax, exactly, and yeah. it, or or else this town would have auctioned this place off and it would have become yet another CVS or someone else's home. Yeah. So someone's hanging on to something, which indicates generations of sentimentality attached to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into any tired debates. Uh, we all know some of the more popular jokes, but in looking you up before the interview, you identify as someone who grew up in central Jersey and Overbrook, you said, was, you know, you wind up traveling to North Jersey. Now you've been all over the state. I'm wondering if through the perspective of your photography, if there are differences between North Central and South Jersey culture that you start to see? Ah, uh, probably so. Um, I mean, I, I, traveling all over doing the abandoned stuff and also for work, it's taken to me all, taken me to all the corners of the state. And there's certainly distinct differences, like in, you know, the, the wealthier areas and the Northern areas to get, you know, certain certain ways people people are i feel like down south it's like you're in you know kentucky almost um it's kind of you know very rural very you know i, I don't know how to explain it you just get a certain vibe from people um like i went to one house uh i was just outside taking pictures and um this this uh, this gentleman drives up to me he's like what are y'all doing? It's like this collapsed house. No one's been living there for decades. And we're like, we're taking pictures of this abandoned house, you know, whatever. And he's like, 
that's not abandoned. Someone owns it. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously someone owns it somewhere probably, <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't mean it's not abandoned. You leave it to, you know, have the roof caving in. I thought that was a pretty interesting comment. It's not abandoned. It's owned. It's like, but do you see the condition of it? Like just that the fact that it's owned doesn't disqualify it from being abandoned. You know, um, all these places somewhere have an owner, but they're not being kept. They're not being cared for. And, um, and as I said, in, in Alpine, you would just have a guy who doesn't even know that his neighbor's house is abandoned. That's so rich very, person nonsense. Exactly. If anything speaks of the lack of neighborhood amongst the ultra wealthy, it's saying that in Alpine, a house can be abandoned for 10 years and the neighbors can think they're on vacation, right? That, exactly. It speaks to a real lack of community amongst the ultra wealth of Alpine in a way that is hard not to roll my eyes and then at. the opposite down south people who you know are just driving the roads they're certainly paying attention because they see me with the camera at their neighbor's house or neighbor's property and they they approach me about it like why are you here someone owns this they're very aware of the happenings in their area i guess that is a, that is as a north jersey guy a bit of a stunning condemnation of North Jersey, right? Like everybody's just so in their own world and so in their own lane that you don't even notice that this property is abandoned. Exactly. Whereas in South Jersey, there's a neighbor, there's a neighborliness, but also sounds like a little bit of a, a little bit of a, Hey, you're an outsider and we have yeah. flagged you aggression yes. to it. Well, exactly. That was totally it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it also is a really great, way to look at what neighborliness is in North and South Jersey. In North Jersey, being neighborly is minding your own business, which I think is probably why people don't even realize their neighbor's house is abandoned, where in South Jersey, being neighborly is, hey, if you see something that you, you know is out of the ordinary or doesn't belong, you're just going to go and check it out and investigate because it's your neighbor's property. So it's just a very wide spectrum of being neighborly in New Jersey. Absolutely. <laughs> I know I, I once probably one of the most scared moments I've ever wound up in. One of the most fear driven moments was uh when I was working at Weird New Jersey years ago, we we had heard about this uh abandoned building up in Sussex County. Right? Which Sussex and Warren County Oh, it's way out there in the hills. <laughs> That's a whole other side of North Jersey that oh, people don't talk about, right? Oh, actually, to actually another another thing about how people react to you know how you, when you're go approaching a building. I went to one out kind of in Sussex County, that area, and um, a property owner. I'm walking across the street, ducking into the woods to get up this hill to where an abandoned house is, and this guy apparently was the owner bad timing on my part he pulls up to me and he shouts at me hey hey you what what are you doing i'm like um i'm going to take pictures he's like this is my property you better leave or we're gonna have trouble he was not a happy man he was very upset and i was just like dang you need to calm down a bit like take it down a few notches like i'm not supposed to be here but why why get angry just tell me to leave and let it be <laughs> fine I had a, I was that a very similar thing, but mine, uh, we were inside this abandoned. It was, I think it was like a home for boys. It was, I think if I remember right, it was like kids from the cities. If they were getting in trouble, the cities could pay to put them out at this home out in Sussex County, get some fresh air, get some country living, maybe get out of the rhythm they're in in the city, maybe get away from the bad influences. And we were in there, and it was abandoned, and uh, uh a neighbor came in and pointed a rifle at us, pointed a hunting rifle at us and was like, who are you and what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. So there, it's funny. I've gotten myself in a little bit of trouble and I have said this playfully, but I have referred to Sussex and Warren counties as the South Jersey of North Jersey. It's Be the hill people, the, these gun toting people who are very, very, very up to date on their, their property rights. And, you know, they're, they're not about having outsiders on their land. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's not, it's funny because you said before, like South Jersey feels a little, you know, a little like Kentucky and I'm like Sussex and Warren County aren't quite that, but yeah. it's, a, but it's, it's close. Like yeah. I, I think there's oh, yeah. parts of South Jersey that I believe are below the Mason Dixon line. 
Yeah. That actually aim for some. This feels a little bit. Sussex and Warren County can embrace a little bit more of a rough and tumble. Yeah. Um, Appalachia side. Oh, for sure. And uh, I've seen it up close, down the barrel of a gun. Uh, yeah. Personally. Yeah. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's not a fun time, no. <laughs> um, is that is that is that the most? Fear you have when that property owner says we're about to have trouble if you don't leave, or are there yeah, other I mean, moments I'm, in making the Generally, I'm more afraid of property owners than, say, police, because police are generally not going to just shoot you. Property owners, <laughs> they might. And uh, I've had two incidents where, where a property owner is one in Pennsylvania where a property owner walked up behind us and said, What are you all doing here? And we, we thought he was another guy exploring, and we're like, who are you? Like he just casually walked in, but he had a gun on his hip, and we're like, "Oh, hey!" Uh, and he's like, "Get out of here now!" <laughs> wow, uh, not a fun time. <laughs> and my understanding, if I remember correctly, is that if you take a photograph of something, you own the photograph, and you're allowed to publish it. No. Um, so when that property owner with the gun on his hip comes at you, do you go, let's burn the film on this one or erase the file on this one? Or do you no, go, no, got no. the picture? I mean, unless, unless they specifically say, you need to delete this now, I'm not deleting anything. Um, well done. That's the jersey in you. Generally Find speaking, that technicality. I mean, it just kind of depends on what you're dealing with. If you're on state property and you're at a mental institution and they're like, you need to delete these photos, then you probably should. <laughs> and they're probably going to check you out <laughs> to make sure you do. But generally speaking, unless there's some like, if they're like, oh, you're, we're going to call the cops if you don't, then I guess I'll do it. But generally that hasn't happened. You're in an abandoned building. Generally people aren't going to be around to stop you, generally speaking. Right. And the ones who show up are just chasing you out and they're probably not taking the time to go also. Can yeah. we scan through your files so I can make sure I'm uh, deleting the selects I personally Yeah, that like. has to be a pretty high-priority place uh, if they're going that far. Or I, was, I, I don't want to blow the, the cover of all of us photographers, but <laughs> if you, like me, both my cameras have two memory card slots, oh, yeah. which 99% oh. <laughs> of people who don't shoot photos know this, so you can easily wipe one card and still have all your yeah. others if you're shooting both at the same time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the first I'm learning of this. <laughs> really? That's a, yeah, I, which it makes sense, right? It, it's shooting and automatically making a backup. It's the exactly. logic to it. Yeah. yeah. But for, um, from your perspective, you immediately you're allowed to have the magic trick of, look, you're watching me delete it. And exactly. You're no, wow. Sneaky photographers. <laughs> Sneaky photographers. Outside of the photography, outside of the abandoned buildings, between making the book and also you've mentioned your work takes you to every corner of the state. Yes. Are there aspects of New Jersey that you've come to learn through your travels that you had a blind spot to growing up in central Jersey? Are there things you've learned about this place, its people, the way it works? Are there things you've come to know that you wouldn't have if you hadn't fallen into this lifestyle? Wow. Uh, I'm trying to think because most of my travel takes me outside of Jersey, aside from uh, my work where I'm very much, you know, just right, meeting right, people. Right. I, I mean, I like my work because like I, I meet people from every, every walk of life from, you know, people in Newark to, you know, these crazy rich people up in Alpine to you know, nice people in South Jersey to, you know, everywhere. So I think that kind of shows kind of what people are like, you know, all around New Jersey. I'm trying to think of things I've discovered, like, while, do, while traveling New Jersey. And I can't really pinpoint any particular, like, oh, that's totally something new. Um, hmm. I'm not sure. It's a fair answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> If I if I can think of something, I'll I'll circle back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please. I've got one thing that it, from from your book that I'm very curious about, mm -hmm. which is the the Central Jersey multiplex, and I'm curious about it for two reasons. One, because I used to go see movies there as oh, a kid, 
And then the second one, though, is I feel like a lot of places become, you know, sort of abandoned because they're hidden away. But the multiplex has got to be one of the most looked at and visible places in New Jersey because everyone on the highway. Yeah. Is that the one next to the parkway? Yeah. The Amboy. Yeah. Amboy Cinemas, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just curious how that kind of i mean that has absolute visibility for new jersey right you're coming yeah. over from staten island people are coming up and down the parkway how does that change the experience of a place when it's not hidden when it's like right in plain sight for everyone to see well i mean that's an interesting place because going up there it's sketchy you know walking in you know you're totally visible from anyone and everyone and you're just hoping a cop doesn't drive by and you know say hey what are y'all doing but we got lucky nothing no one came nothing happened but a place like that, um, originally back in 2020 when I first went, people I don't think really knew about it. I had seen like one article about it maybe from a, a year ago or the uh, couple years ago. And, you know, no big deal, just kind of Amboy Cinema. Uh, but then over the years, like even recently, I've seen it get tagged up, graffitied on the outside by, you know, all sorts of people. I presume they're doing this at night. And there have been some efforts to uh, to uh, paint over it by, I guess, the property owner. But I think, um, I don't know why it's remained untouched as the interior, as far as that went. I, I, my theory behind that is um, it's totally dark in there. Anyone going in is not going to be able to see, so why, why tag it up? Um, I think it's also remained fairly untouched um, for the past years it's, it's again, you said it's a major location. Why are you going to go expose yourself to that sort of risk and being seen, you know, trespassing or <laughs> vandalizing, you know, um, on such a, a traveled area? But I, I guess that at this stage, people don't really care and they've just said, screw it. <laughs> we'll, we'll tag it up or show our art or whatever they, uh, they want. <laughs> One thing that I'm struck by is you know the diversity of the places that you've spoken about and it does make me realize i'm like oh when you when you decide to make this book and when you start to you know figure out deadlines for yourself deadlines either handed to you or self-imposed ones it's a very interesting place because you could you know if you want to wake up at sunrise in new jersey to start taking photos and if you want to go hard all day and go until the sun is down you could be at the Paramount Theater and out in Sussex County and at the Amboy Cinemas all in a day. Oh, you yeah. could be down at the Jersey Shore. You could be down in the Pine Barrens. You could conceivably, if you really want to push and burn some gas, see a lot of different things oh, all within a few hours of each other. And it, I am left wondering if you had any head spinning days like that where you go, I can't believe I was in this place this morning and this place at night. And also... We've spoken so much. There is, right? There is an inherent uneasiness. Are the cops going to show up? Is the property owners going to show up? You mentioned in Paramount Theater, a valid concern, I would imagine, in a major city. Am I going to step on a needle here? You know, Or run into a homeless guy who, right. know, who wants to take my camera or whatever. That was probably my two biggest concerns there, safety and you know being you know <laughs> caught by some, some crackhead or, or some homeless person. I am left wondering which is more intimidating to you now that you've been through the ringer of this. Is it is it is it the urban areas or is it? I don't mind urban areas because people tend to mind their business. You know, right. it's, just, it's the Sussex County type. It's the yeah, it's the gun on the hip guy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you don't want to be caught anywhere, and also you just got to kind of know, like, talk to people and find out. Okay, are cops here going to you know mess with me if I'm I'm here? Or are they just going to say get out of here? And um, it's scary when you don't have any information on the place and you kind of go in saying, well, hope this goes right. If not, we'll see what happens. Um, I have to bet in some of the, in some, like you said, like you might get someone who, you know, God bless people. I'm not judging people. You might go, oh, you might get a drug addict. You might get someone who's mentally ill who is using this as a home in an urban area. And that is scary. And it's own But I have to imagine in when we meant, you know, we keep saying some of the South Jersey, Sussex, Warren counties. The scary thing about those places is if, if someone confronts you, 
that's someone who probably doesn't have anything better to do with the rest of their day oh, except sure. mess with you. Mm-hmm. And that in, is, in its own way is more <laughs> scary to me. Oh, exactly. That and the police in these rural areas, they have nothing better to do. So they show up, you're probably going to get in some trouble more so than you might in other areas. It, it really just depends. <laughs> I love it. What a cool thing you've done. Thank what a cool you. thing. Yeah. And you think about it too, like, Glen Alpin, that area outside of Morristown, you go, oh, that's like the Freelingheisen political dynasty. Like that family still lives right right near, I know exactly where you're talking about. There's families that have been like old money from Jersey back to the revolution that are there. You get to see one of their houses. You get to go out to Patterson and be like, oh, this is someone who was like a silk baron and their house has been Alpine, who knows? This was like some entertainment mogul at some yeah. point. And so many stories to be told in this place. And it's very cool that you've you've taken the time and effort to do it. Thank you. Do um do you have do you have a hit list of of places that you really want to get to that you think might disappear soon? In New Jersey, I've done everything that I've mainly made a priority like the Paramount Theater that's no longer that ceiling has since collapsed. Anything I I find out about that I can do, I generally do in a relatively quick period of time because again, you never know when it's going to go. So shooting it now whenever I find out about it that's pretty much how I I go about it I don't generally just wait and sit on a spot unless uh you know it's I'll get to it one day it's generally not my attitude I if I know about it I'll I'll make time for it um as of right now there's nothing new on the on the horizon for any abandoned buildings other than small houses here and there that uh yeah should get to at some point but nothing like oh i need to go here next now you've mentioned yeah i mean you published the book on jersey so it also makes sense that you're kind of putting that phase of your efforts to bed um but you have mentioned that you wind up in a lot of different states now and that your travels are taking further and further yeah it does bring to mind the question of for those of us who grew up in jersey going man I mean, Weird New Jersey was a transformative thing for a lot of us, right? It was. <laughs> it just absolutely gave you pride in this state, gave you something to do, and gave you a new perspective on kind of how to spend your evenings in a way where you look at your reality and look at your surroundings in a different way. Like, you can't oh, understate sure. for a few generations of us how big that was. That being said, there's also a lot of the classic old school stuff we grew up with, it is knocked down. Like it's a miracle. The devil's tree is still standing, you know, yeah. devil's tower you can still do, but a lot of this is gone. A lot of the mental hospitals are gone. A lot of this stuff gets plowed over, knocked down, turned into condos, turned into strip malls. Are there States nearby where you're going, Hey, Jersey people, like if you grew up on the weird NJ stuff and you want to take a day trip to some sites that still capture that old feeling, are there places that jump out in, you've mentioned Maryland, Pennsylvania, like New York. I mean, the Catskills are a great area. If you're just looking for history, just on the roadside, old abandoned houses and farms and all sorts of different things. Hotels, Catskills are a great, great area because you know, the old Catskills hotels, they used to, you know, be where everyone oh, yeah. went every summer. They're since abandoned and left and some have burned, some have been torn down, but a few of them, quite a few are still up and, you're able to get access to them. Um, uh, it's quite cool. I, I actually, that's a, one area I really kind of, I visited quite a bit earlier on in, in my whole exploring, uh, you know, uh, life. Um, that's a great area to go to. Also, just another keystone that a lot of exploring and weird New Jersey type people would probably know about is uh, Kings Park Psychiatric. Psychiatric centers in general, people. That's Long Island, right? Long Island. And that's yeah. one that's within reach, a day trip, what, an hour and a half, two hours from where we are. Um, that's a, a very cool spot that you're legally allowed to visit, like the property. You're not supposed to go in the buildings, but people still do. Um, but that's a, another one that's kind of kind of neat for, for anyone into this whole um, niche. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You clearly get the, uh, it's bringing you back to your, like knowing like, Hey, I was once the teenager who was so compelled by this idea that I took cameras and went to Overbrook. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love that you can go, hey, travel a little further. Catskills, where it's at. I mean, I, I, I would have traveled even further in, in my youth, <laughs> you know, if, if it wasn't for, oh, a 16-year-old trying to drive two or three hours into, you know, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania or upstate New York. <laughs> but, you know, parents generally frown upon taking their car somewhere totally unknown to them. <laughs> Catskills is such a nice one, too, these days, too, because it's like, oh, you can get like a sick Airbnb for pretty cheap cheap and oh, go yeah. do some hipster stuff in all these towns that have like little downtowns and then drive 20 minutes and you're like experiencing the entire history of the borscht belt yes, uh, yes. step by step it's pretty great yes <laughs> i really love it well i got uh i feel very satisfied mike d any uh any last questions before we let our our esteemed guests go and do uh, uh, human things for the night no but you should uh Joel, make sure you tell people where they can scoop up a copy of your book and and i'm not just saying this like i know we always shout this out like we don't get paid for this like we're talking about yeah. this because the book is awesome and it just immediately grabbed me as the kind of thing that i'm way into so yeah make sure you tell people where they can hook up with a copy because they definitely should oh for sure i mean arcadia's website uh arcadiapublishing.com or if you're local to metuchen or the central new jersey area you can just contact me uh, directly and um, pick up uh, pick up a copy. Uh, my I I don't know if you want to put on my Instagram here or tag that in your description. Absolutely. But Joel M. Nadler Photography is uh, my Instagram where people could reach out if they want to pick up a copy from me. I love Signed. that. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Uh, that's that's real personal service right there. Like, hey, everybody, you want to take a day trip? You go down to the Decosmos, right? They got the Decosmos in Metuchen now, right? Not the original one, Elizabeth. You want to go get one from the Decosmos family? That's it. Pick up some Italian ice. Joel will meet you there. You get your Italian ice. You get your abandoned New Jersey book, and you're, you'll have a great time. That's it. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for uh, doing what you do. And, and um, I do feel like there's a culture of growing up here involves a lot of people going in adventures like this. And then even more importantly, like you said, when the ceiling collapses at the Paramount, you go, well, that's now they can't preserve that. Anyone who was hoping they could now they can't. So I'm glad that you got pictures of these things uh, before they fell into total disarray. Uh, you're providing a service there. Thank you so much. This was a Thank great you. talk. Thank you. Yeah, and, uh, Really appreciate you having me. It was a pleasure talking with you guys, and hopefully we can keep in touch. <laughs> we yeah, sure can. please. Yeah, when we, uh, I will give you the heads. Next time I see an abandoned mansion, you'll be the first person I'll reach All out right. to. I like yeah. it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World, where New Jersey is the world.